Welcome back Welcome to Detroit, back to Detroit. Strange. Ah, uh, you beat me. Just, just uh, once. I'll, our I'll, podcast. I'll lay low ne- yes, I'll lay low next time. Um, thanks for joining us this time. Yes. New mic, who dis? I love it. We have matching microphones now. We do. Uh, R.I.P. Zoom Handy Mic H2. Don't know if it's actually mm-hmm. broken, but it's not reacting to button pushes. Yeah, I mean. We can tinker with it and see what's up. Right. Yeah. But for now, she's a Yeti. Yeti, Yeti. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's new and exciting. I'm glad it got here pretty quick. Yeah. No, it's it's still it's, a new microphone is. I never thought this would be such an exciting thing in my life, but new microphones are very exciting now. I can say the same thing about kitchen appliances. I understand that too. I have, I need, I need, I don't need. I would like two kitchen appliances that I keep staring at. What are they? Um, well, I do want an air fryer. Just legit. Yeah. And I also want a toaster oven. So I kind of want one of those combined air fryer toaster ovens. I know the air fryers take longer in those, but I don't care. I can. They're supposed to be the tea. Yeah, my uh, my friend Christina has one and she really, really enjoys it. And also, I think a toaster oven is just a fantastic kitchen appliance. to have. I love a toaster oven. Mm-hmm. I have one. It's my cousin's from when he was in college. So mm-hmm. it's just like old, and honestly, kind of crappy, but it works. And that's all I need. I would prefer over um, a microwave. Like, I don't need a microwave. Really? Yeah. No, I don't really love them. And I feel like a toaster oven, it does take longer, but you can do anything in a toaster oven. You can do in a microwave and it's going to taste better. I will say that is true most of the time. And also because um, I've started reheating my pizza in the oven Mm -hmm. instead of the microwave. Mm -hmm. Toaster oven would be great too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) It just, Um, yeah, I think everything is better a little toasty or a little like oven, whereas the microwave just like melts it down into itself. And it yeah. might take longer, like I said, but a toaster oven or oven, <laughs> oven oven takes less time than like the big oven because it's little. Right. It doesn't heat up the house as much if it's the summertime. Yeah, exactly. So it's perfect. I've baked cookies in mine before because like sometimes I'll just like make cookie dough or have leftover cookie dough. Yeah. And I just want one or two cookies. I had a student. This is a while ago, but in California, and her family, something was wrong with their oven during Christmas time. And she wanted to bake cookies only for a few teachers that she really liked. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> and she made me cookies in a toaster oven. Aww. And I was like, that's so sweet. Because that's like, yeah, like five cookies at a time. Right. That is dedication. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it worked. They were great. Uh, love mm-hmm. that. What a queen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but yeah. But other than that, I would like also, and I, you you have this item. Uh, I would like a stand mixer. I yeah. don't have one. I know. And not that I'm always baking or anything like that, but it's just like the times that I am. It really, it ups, it ups everything when mm-hmm. you need, like, because there's just some things you need a stand mixer for. Um, it, it would, just helps. Yeah, I get the I get the want. Mm-hmm. It would be helpful and it would just I don't know. It might make me make a few things more often. Yeah, 
So I, um, yeah, and I'm not into, I don't want a ton of kitchen appliances, but I feel like those two would. Those are very practical kitchen appliances. It's not like a quesadilla maker or like. No, no, no. no. I hate those ones. A wooden... miniature donut maker. Like some, like. Get you a kitchen appliance that can do more than one thing because you have to store mm-hmm. said kitchen appliance. And if it only does one very specific thing, fuck it. Yeah. No, I have like um, everything. Everything is pretty much multi-purpose. Like my I have a ninja blender, but then it also has the attachment for it can be like a one smoothie maker or it can uh-huh. also be a food processor. And I'm like, oh, oh, nice. One appliance, three things. <laughs> right. Yeah. They should all be like that. I do have multiple crock pots, though, I will say. Oh, I'm one person, many crock pots. No, that's yeah. different. And sometimes if you're having like people over and you want to have like a crock pot, so, like I've borrowed crock pots. Yeah. So before. You have, to, yeah. Yeah. To have multiple because you need maybe you have a cheese dip and a spinach artichoke dip and maybe you have those little mini hot dogs. I don't know what you have, but like, there's lots right. of choices and things that can go in them and. They can be, and sometimes you don't want the huge one. You just want a little queso or something. Right. Like I have three guy. sizes, three sizes of crock pots, small, medium, large. I have, well, technically I have two. I have a regular crock pot and then I do have an instant pot. Ooh, nice. Mm-hmm. But that one, it's broken. I think I just need a valve. I ordered it. Let's see if I can fix it. Otherwise, at this point, it's just something that boils things. Fair. <laughs> Hopefully you can fix it. I believe in you. I hope so. It's missing a part and it's very strange because I'm like, like you would think I would have noticed it falling, hitting a floor. Like, I don't know when this came out. (laughs) Dang, I hope you can fix it. I feel like you're pretty handy. I feel like so. I think you can do it. This is like a valve. It was really easy to find the replacement part online and... I don't think it's a it's an uncommon problem. So I think it should be. I think yeah. we'll see. If not, I don't know. I probably will yeah. not buy a new one right away. <laughs> yeah. Although I do enjoy it. Like it has been it's it's very good when you when you use it, if that makes sense. I get that. I like I think I hear a lot of people love their Instapots. And some people go like are wild and they're like, I bake in mine, I make I do everything in my Instapot. And I'm like, okay, you have an oven. You could bake in the oven. I think because of the pressure, sometimes it just, it does bake a little. I mean, it matters on what you're making, but it can mm. turn out a little more even. Okay. I it's guess that's fair. Yeah. It's something to do with the pressure. I don't know. I'm not a kitchen scientist. Yeah. Oh, me neither. <laughs> As much as I wish I was. Same. That'd be a fun job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe have your own like TV show. Yeah. Kitchen Science with Alex. Yes. <laughs> I'll just explain how things work. Mm-hmm. I always do love those like graphics where it's like the same pan of brownies nine different times, but like this one forgot an egg. This one added too much sugar. This Ooh. one. Mm-hmm. I always love those infographics. Just like the effects of ingredients on baking. Yeah, no, I do. I like those. Although I always forget which does which. Like when oh, I'm baking, yeah. I'm like, was it the baking soda or the baking powder or and the brown sugar, the regular sugar? I, mm. 
The only one I can remember, and it's just because I feel like I had to learn this, the chemistry of it at some point, is mm-hmm. like the difference between baking powder and baking soda. Oh, I always forget this it's, one. I think it's baking powder. Because both of them at room temperature will make things fizz. Like, you know how when you add like mm-hmm. baking soda to vinegar, it'll like fizz. Oh, yeah. With baking powder, I think that heat also activates it. So it's like heat activated. So it will also bubble more while it's in the oven as we're baking soda. I think it is what it is. Heat's not going to affect it. Don't quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. Okay, interesting. But I don't I still don't understand what that does to the bake. Do you know what I mean? Like. Are you saying it's pretty much the same in the bake? No, like so for baking powder, it'll make it rise more in the oven as we're baking soda pretty much once it's mixed that's when it like both will activate when they mix but i think baking powder is called double acting because it will reactivate when it's heated so that's where it's gonna poof more whereas like the baking soda adds kind of the fizzy like it creates the gas bubbles when you're mixing it so it makes it poofier in the mix okay that makes sense i think so i could be completely wrong but that's what i that's at least what i have in my head I mean, it sounds right to me. <laughs> we might have a correction corner next episode after I look this up later. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We do our best. We do. <laughs> so what else is new besides kitchen appliances? I don't know how we got there, but oh, new microphone. Oh, yeah. Um, I have a new ring light. So now I have ring light eyeballs. I can't notice the ring light eyeballs, and I'm jealous of your lighting situation because <laughs> I have a window and rapidly losing natural lighting. I'll send you a link uh, if you want to see them. I might actually. They're kind of fun. These ones light up to different colors and they're mood. Lighting. I'm having Ooh. too much fun with them. It's stupid amount of fun. It, not you doing anything Take important. Fun where you can get it these days. I, I mean, yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Now, other than that, um, <laughs> those are the big exciting. I mean, I got some new shoes in the mail from Etsy and Ooh. I'm pretty excited about them. Yeah, they're uh, not winter appropriate, but I'm wearing them right now in my house because they're not going to go outside for a few months. And I'm excited enough right now <laughs> to just wear yeah. them around the house because they're very cute. They exceeded my expectations and I'm going to buy a second pair from the same makers. Love that. I'll send a picture. Please do. Mm-hmm. I did the same thing with slipper socks recently. I bought like another three pairs when I was at Target the other day because I got like one pair because I'm like, let's see if I like these. I always hear people say good things about slipper socks. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then I loved them. And I got three more pairs because they were on clearance because apparently like they're they're like a Christmas thing. But I'm like, it'll be cold for another couple months. Why are these seasonal? Yeah, but this is when they, they why start. Why the season end? This I guess that's when they start bringing yeah. the, the spring stuff out. Like I was going to say, didn't they have like bathing suits and stuff out already? Probably. They may have. I wasn't paying that close attention because I was just like slipper socks. Mm-hmm. That is what I need. I'm, I just remember I haven't been into like a store other than Trader Joe's for a very long time. And, but I do remember usually, yeah, it's still like the middle of winter when they start putting out all that spring and oh, summer yeah. shit. And I'm like. No, I'm still seasonally depressed. Like, please don't rub I it in that it's things. not here yet. Yeah. Yeah. That <laughs> This doesn't, like, give me a beacon of hope. Like, it's coming. I'm just like, oh, why isn't it here? 
Right. So, yeah. Anything new with you? Um, not really. <laughs> um, I'm wearing my fun glasses today. They are spectacularly fun. For anybody who can't see them, we'll, we'll post a picture, but they're also hearts. Yeah, I got some. I figured it was very, they were very seasonally appropriate. Yeah, definitely. Because Valentine's Day is coming up. Yep. Which I usually don't love. Not a huge Valentine's Day fan. It, it, it hits a little different when you're not single, huh? <laughs> and I think it's like probably the first time I've ever had a romantic Valentine because like, of course, my mom will always be my Valentine Aww. because that's, you know, gay men. They love their mothers. And also <laughs> my mom always does special things on Valentine's Day. She like, always gets a little bit of candy and like a little something. That's cute. Yeah. Yeah. This year it was Legos. I got a little Lego set. I'm excited to put together. Oh, but yeah, it'll be interesting to have a romantic Valentine's on top of that, because again, something I've never really experienced. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do the math on how long it's been. (laughs) Totally fair. It's fun. Like there's and there's, you know, slide into it, like enjoy, enjoy, enjoy. Right. Um, I think, though. Just don't make too big of it. You know what I mean? Like that's exactly what I was about to say is like, I'm trying not to make too big of a deal of it. Yeah. Where like, I'm not just like, oh, Valentine's day. Every, like I'm going to throw rose petals on the bed. Like, no, like mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm making like me and a friend are making some heart shaped mini cakes. Cause I found this like cake pan. Yeah. And so I'm making heart shaped cakes and that's cute. I'm making heart shaped cakes and we're hanging out. That's about, that's about it. We're nothing, nothing crazy. Yeah, no, I think that's... I hate when people get crazy about it. Well, and especially like right now, what are you going to do? I mean, we're still right. in the pandemic. Please right. don't go anywhere. Uh- <laughs> like, I specifically don't want to... Like, I because, like, I mean, Valentine's Day is, like, the biggest day for pizza, which is interesting to me. Oh, the heart-shaped pizzas? No, just... Yeah, even just, like, yeah. pizza in general. I did have a heart-shaped pizza on Valentine's Day once, actually. This is trigger. Well, no... I specifically ordered a non-heart-shaped pizza. That's what it was. I went to Pizza Popolis on Valentine's Day, and they were like, oh, you want heart-shaped? And I was like, no. No, I didn't. Just give me that good old round. Even though I was on a date, I was like, please do not make it in the shape of heart, sir. I I will scream in your face. <laughs> like, don't fuck. Like, I don't need a pizza to remind me that well, it no, is no, Valentine's No, no, no. I needed the Day. pizza. I went there you specifically needed the pizza, for but you the pizza. You needed the pizza to remind you that it was Valentine's Day. Oh, no. No. We were already... I mean, we were going for Valentine's Day. But that was it. Like, that was end of... Right. That celebration. <laughs> right. Like, if, I don't know. Like, I can't remember if I've ever had a heart-shaped pizza, but I feel like it would make the pieces weird-shaped. Yeah, I don't need it. Right. Just give me a pizza. Pizza's love enough. That, I was going to say, that's enough heart for me. Enough exactly. heart burn. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. Pizza's a good way to celebrate, though. It is. I just know that it'll be busy. And, like, I was already so bummed. Last weekend, we had ordered Jets. And I was so excited for Jets. And then they canceled our order. Like, we had been waiting for, like, an hour and then they canceled what? our order and gave us a refund. And then they also gave us like a $10 credit on DoorDash. Why did did they give a reason for canceling? I don't 
think so. They were just like, here's your money back. Here's 10 bucks. Sorry about it. I'm like, well, I still need food. So I got Papa Romano's that was good too, but it was already like nine, ten o'clock at night at this point. And so it just like, I just need pizza now. And so we got Papa Romano's and it That's was delicious, but very strange. Yeah. With a little salty about it. I'm so sorry for your loss. It's okay. One day at a time. One day at a time. <laughs> oh, now I feel insensitive and like a jerk. No, you're good. Okay. But neither of us are really sipping on anything. I don't even have a drink in the room. I no, just realized. I had a coffee, um, but it's gone. I put I did I, I put Penzi's hot chocolate mix in it because I got a bunch of stuff from Penzi for I had a gift card and I had to spend like a little extra. So I treated myself a little hot chocolate and I put dehydrated marshmallows on it because I found out that Kroger sells dehydrated marshmallows on their own. I love that for you, but I do not get it. I I know would much rather have just a regular marshmallow. I love the they get all floofy. That's fair. They kind of just turn into like sweet mush. Mm hmm. It's like Everyone an extra layer of sweet mush foam. Okay, fair. Mm-hmm. They were delicious and they were colorful. I thought about grabbing a drink, but then like I had plenty to drink this weekend. It was my sister's birthday on Saturday, so we went ice skating outside on my parents' lake. And it, we were like the part of the lake that my like parents' friends lived at. He just kept feeding me bourbon i probably had like a third of a bottle of bourbon to myself oh wow yeah i was just like derping around on the ice like everyone else is ice skating and i'm like i know i suck at ice skating i don't care that i suck at ice skating i can just like slide around my boots and have a grand old time which i did i've only tried ice skating once and it was terrible it was at a girl scout outing when i was a child I was scared to get on the ice, so I accidentally stepped on my thumb with my skate. Um, That hurt. That thumbnail definitely fell off later. Another girl caught her hair on fire by the fight because we had a bonfire. And another girl broke her leg when sliding on the ice that day. It was not a good Girl Scout outing. That sounds like the second most tragic thing to happen to an ice skater. The first, of course, being Nancy Kerrigan. Yes, my ice skating career st- stopped far before it started. Uh, it's funny because they've been calling it, my mom's name is Nancy, but they've been mm-hmm. calling her Dorothy because Dorothy Hamill. Oh. And I'm like, I guess it makes sense that they're not calling you Nancy Kerrigan because they don't oh, want to put that on no, you. No, that's not. I don't. It's not even just that too soon. That's just never going to be a funny right like because that was so that whole situation was so fucked up and weird i haven't seen i Tanya, but i know a little oh. bit about it it's was real good, good? It it's good. really good yes i, I mean highly i love allison jenny so her I, alone her alone i mean her character is an awful person but oh, she yeah, does but such a good job Janney. yeah she'll do it she'll do it justice yeah no i Highly, 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 like everybody in that movie is just fantastic. It's extremely well done. I almost asked, what's your favorite Allison Janney role? But that's too hard a question. It really is. Because she's been in so many things Mm -hmm. and she's had so many different roles. And that's what I love about her. Technically, too, that movie is partially about Detroit. So really? Yeah, that's where it happened. I did not know this. Oh, yeah. I don't know why I didn't know this. 
Yeah, uh, I think it was Kobo. <laughs> I have to watch this movie now. Mm-hmm. Hopefully it's streaming somewhere. Probably it is. Probably it was is. for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. If not, two ninety nine like rents on those... Amazon, probably. Right. And I think a lot of those like Oscar movies, they're not streaming for a minute, but then like a year later, they're all streaming. Because mm-hmm. that's how the favorite was. I regret it because I like I ended up I was like, oh, I want to watch the favorite. So I bought it and I didn't watch it. And now it's streaming. The, so, yeah, they happen. But I'm also not mad that I own that movie because eventually they will like I hate when a movie that you're like, oh, I know that's on streaming. I've seen it on streaming. It's definitely there. And then you go there and it was taken down. I was like, damn it. Where did mm-hmm. it go? Yeah. Yeah. It's always a bummer. Yeah. It really is. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a story? I do have a story. You look like you have a story. I sure do, and uh, it's one of those stories that, like, I kind of was like, I need a story, I need a story, I need a story, and I picked one. And I kind of like, I was scrolling through Historic Detroit, like kind of their articles, and I was like, that could be interesting. And then it got way more interesting as I kept going. <gasps> I love that. It was something I didn't know much about. And so, like, the more I learned, the more interested I was. Mm-hmm. So, have you heard of Cast Tech? The school. The school, yes. 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 The school. <laughs> uh, yeah. I did write probably the most well-known public school in Detroit. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. And it's interesting because it actually, now that I'm remembering, um... It's actually ties back into my weekends. I can loop my weekend back into this at a certain point, which I will. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So this school was founded in 1907, but it didn't have its own building yet. It was on the third floor of Cass Union School. And so Cass Union School, just a little background on that, was built in 1860 on farmland that was donated by General Lewis Cass, who most, if not all, the Cass you see around the city is named for, which I... Then did a quick side journey about who Cass was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was governor of the Michigan Territory from 1813 to 1831. He was a secretary of war for President Andrew Jackson. He was a secretary of state for President Buchanan. I think that's how you say that. Yeah. Uh, he was a de- Democratic presidential candidate in 1848, what was beaten out by Zachary Taylor, and was also minister to France at some point, which I wrote. Is it because we are the Perry of the Midwest? Oh, ho, ho, ho. I literally wrote ho, ho, ho. <laughs> How did you spell so that? So he had experience. H-O-N, H-O-N, H-O-N-H. Okay, ho, okay, ho, ho. okay. <laughs> uh, it's funny because the one that is saying is spelled wrong is the H-O-N-H, but H-O-N apparently is fine. Huh. Well, huh, huh. Okay, yeah, that's all weird. <laughs> right? <laughs> I was trying to make Uh, sense of it. There's no sense to be made. None. Uh, But those were the quick side journeys. Okay. I like them. uh, Yeah. So high school was not exactly popping in the early 1900s. Okay. Uh, The high school graduation rate at the time was 35% and 10% would go on to college. Okay. Uh, the, The principal of Cast Union, Benjamin F. Comfort, suggested that less people would drop out if they taught things like industrial training that they could easily use after school. I mean, useful uh, especially, Yeah, skills? teach people what they... Yeah, teach them useful shit. Yeah, that makes sense to me. 
And especially because it was the early 1900s, so factories were popping. High school not, factories yes. Mm-hmm. The superintendent at the time, Wales C. Martindale, which, what a name. Um, whale, whale, whales. What do we have here? Uh, Wales went to Europe to study technical school there. Like, uh uh-huh, sure, you went to Europe to study technical schools. Uh, You know. I don't buy it, but he did. What does that even mean? Right, like Like, just a vacation to Europe to go look at schools? That's. I'll take that job. Yeah, sign me up. Right. But he went to Europe, studied technical schools there, and he came back and he's like, this is the tea, let's do it. And he put comfort, the guy I talked about, the president or mm-hmm. principal of Cass Union in charge. Okay. So him, along with eight other teachers, opened the school. Taxpayers were not into the idea of teaching people useful things they wanted to learn, because I guess that was too revolutionary for them. Okay. Like, mm-hmm. like the article I read didn't word like that, but that's basically what I got out of it is like taxpayers like what? We're teaching people things that, that are useful? I'm not into this whole school thing. Like, I mean, there's kind of some issues with that now, too, even because like, yeah, the whole idea of teaching trades and stuff. People are like, yeah, trade skills. And it's like couldn't possibly teach people useful things. Those are kind of important. And right. a, a lot of the trades end up in good careers like they're you like an electrician or, you know, they right. And they're like, not something that's like- going to be automized like. Right. Like, I feel like people shit on trades. Like, I feel like I don't know when it happened, but there was a shift of like, you have to go to college. You can't do a trade, Mm -hmm. a trade in this economy. No, like, yeah, I like and I just even more useful school skills. Like I would have loved like a shop class or like just something to learn basics because like I'm learning them now for my cousin when Mm -hmm. I'm doing this work in my basement. And it's like, huh, I wish that I would have learned more of this. Right. Well, and economics. Right. Oh my God. Yeah, I wish I knew in high school. I think like I knew a couple people who took it, but that should definitely be standard and stock market. I mean, especially when dealing with things like the stock market and stuff. I'm like, right. Like teach people about money and how money works, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Although in middle school, we did have like a ten week class. You know, middle school for ten weeks very that's gonna work a lot uh where we bought a fake stock like we had to follow a stock and the winner like the person whose stock went up the most won like ten dollars and the person whose stock lost the most won a dollar we did that in fifth grade which i thought was weird i won a dollar nice because i lost the most because i chose the worst stock do you remember which stock it was? No clue. I ba- I based it solely They're on They're probably numbers. gone. They're yeah. probably gone. I have, I have no idea. I didn't care that much. Yeah. I was like, oh, look at me. I won a dollar. Because <laughs> I chose the worst. Hey, a dollar's a dollar, though. Especially oh, yeah. when you're in middle school. Oh, yeah. You probably bought yourself a sick candy bar and a Coke. <laughs> I don't even think I would have covered that <laughs> at that point. True. Probably bought like a pack of gum. <laughs> yeah. With five um, sticks in it. <laughs> oh, yeah. The good old five stick pack. I mean, uh-huh. I remember those used to be like 35 cents at the cash register at the Coney Island we used to go to. And you always be like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mom, dad, can we get one? 
and then we'd always have to like argue about what flavor. See, I was always about uh, getting the York peppermint patties at the register of the Coney. See, 10 cents. I would love that. But mm-hmm. we were like, no, let's get a pack of gum to share. Oh, no, no, and no. So everybody gets yeah. their own peppermint patty. You, yep. you listen to it while you crack it and you think it's, it's making a noise, but really it's just. Yeah, because it's not dry inside. <laughs> right. Right. It's, it's not the fresh crispness of the mountains. No. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> the kids in Rolling felt differently. They were like, this is poppin. Ooh. I don't know why this. The, the today's, today's episode is brought to you by the letter P for poppin. <laughs> um, so enrollment jumped from 110 students in 1907 to 700 by 1909, wow. just two years later. That's a huge. Uh, yeah. The enrollment increased so much they had to build a new wing to the Cass Union School Building. Um, so they built this new wing, and unfortunately, not too long after, the old part of the building burnt down. Oh, wow. So, like, it sounds like the addition survived. The old building burnt the fuck down. and But they were able to continue classes both there and a church, on Woodward, a church at Woodward and Sibley downtown. Okay. Mm-hmm. In 1911... Uh, $225,000, or about $5 million today, was allocated to build a new building on the site of the burned-down Cass Union School. Mm-hmm. In October of 1912, the new triangular-shaped building would open, but enrollment was so high that this building was already too small by the time it opened. Wow. Uh, this building was... There were 20 classrooms in the building and room for 1,500 students. Uh, there weren't enough lockers, and it was said that there were so many people there that it was hard to move in the hallways at passing time. Wow. It was just, like, packed. To help mitigate the situation, the school tried things like offering night classes and capping enrollment at, like, 200. Mm-hmm. What year are we in right now? Sorry. This is 1912. 1912. Okay. Oh, wow. So it's still, like, really early. Yeah. Okay. And one of the reasons the school probably had such high enrollment is that it had close ties to the businesses in the city. Like employers would pay their students for their time at school mm-hmm. and it like would also give feedback to the teachers and tour the facilities. So the businesses were pretty involved in the school, it sounds like, which I guess makes sense at the time. Kind of like, what are you teaching? If they're, especially if they're paying their students to be there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So jumping forward to the year 1915, the city's population had over doubled to one million in the course of five years. So 1910, half a million, 1915, we're up to a million. Wow. In the city. That's, um, a, that's a large jump. It is. And it was, it's because like the industry was so popping, saying it again. Uh, Perfectly uh, popping. Yes. People. Well, the Detroit was building about two thirds of the country's cars at this point. So like 66% yeah. of the cars were coming out of Detroit. But both of these things meant they were getting a new school. Woot woot. Yeah. So the Board of Education had 11 campaigns to raise $2 million in that time money, which is $28.7 million today. <gasps> wow. But the t- by the time they had raised the money... The U.S. had joined World War One, so the government clamped down on non-wartime spending, so construction oh. was delayed. Oh. 
No. It would eventually happen, though. Okay. I didn't really, I couldn't really find when it was actually built, but in 1922, Detroit News wrote the following. It is by far the largest, most modern, and most fully equipped of any high school, not only in Detroit, but in Michigan as well, and it ranks among the largest in the country. Hey. Yeah. Uh, Detroit-based architecture firm Malcolmson and Higginbotham handled the design, while Albert Kahn's firm handled the construction. Just because I love the architectural facts. It mm-hmm. was built, designed, it was designed building the, uh, the building was designed in a collegiate Gothic style. The exterior was a combination of brick and limestone. There were marble line vestibules. There was a gymnasium and indoor track on the first floor. Like the indoor track was kind of on a mezzanine level, which mm-hmm. I think was also where the teacher's lounge was. Mm-hmm. And the teacher's lounge had a fireplace, which I think sounds lovely. Ooh, cozy. Right? Like, cozy, I just cozy. imagine like a Hogwarts kind of situation where there's like a big old fireplace and big poofy armchairs and just go in there and bitch about your students. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was a 3,000 seat auditorium with a balcony and it was said to be nearly acoustically perfect and the DSO would use this space for rehearsals and recording. Oh, wow. So the ground level, along with the gym, had pharmacy and physics labs. Which, can you imagine having pharmacy classes in high school? No, not even in the slightest. Right? Just, the list goes on. Let me, just the second floor, going up a floor. The second floor had a machine shop, a chemistry lab, and a bacteriology lab. Oh. Bacteriology. Well. (laughs) The third floor was the library. Fourth floor was cooking, mechanical drawing, and millinery classrooms. Which, do you know what millinery is? I was just about to ask you. I'm glad you asked. It's women's hats. So just how to make, I'm guessing it's just how to make women's hats. All right. Very specific. Um, Right. But it's the early 1900s. Yeah. Does anyone wear a hat anymore? They did back then. I don't know what that quote's from, but I know RuPaul and Michelle say it a lot in Drag Race. <laughs> Is it uh, maybe from Drag Race? No, it's like, if, I think, maybe it's Elaine Stritch, because I know she talks about hats a lot. Yeah. Because I remember when, uh, when she was on 30 Rock playing Jack's mother, she was like, I went into this world wearing a hat and I'll die wearing a hat kind of mm-hmm. thing. I loved her. I loved her on 30 Rock. Same. She was great. <sighs> yeah. But that brings us to the fifth floor. There were sewing and some other shops listed by not by name. The sixth floor was where the music and textile classrooms were. Uh, the seventh floor has a foundry, which is like metal casting, like molten metal being poured into molds kind of thing at a high school. That's because why not? Wild. Yeah. Uh, but it also had baking and kitchen classrooms and the original cafeteria was on the seventh floor, which I'm kind of like, why would you choose to put the cafeteria up so high? You know? Yeah. But if the baking, like if that's where their kitchen stuff was, because then the culinary students probably made stuff for the cafeteria sometimes. I get that logic that those would be on the same floor, but also think about like every day for lunch. If you're just like on the first floor, having to walk up six floors for lunch and walk back down, that's the only business you have on the seventh floor. They care about everybody's health. That's true. They're just trying to get their steps in. Mm-hmm. Maybe, you know, one of their alumni went on to invent the Fitbit. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. 
So the school was eight stories total and had room for 4,400 students and there were 50 classrooms. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 The building would open in September of 1922, but not without controversy. The school ended up costing almost double the two million that was originally planned for. So the the mayor at the time, Mayor James Cousins, threw a hissy fit about it. Mm -hmm. Also, the fire marshal deemed the building a fire hazard. That one's more concerning. That one I'm a bit more worried about than the mayor bitching about it being over budget. Yeah. The teachers loved it, though. They were saying it was as successful as it was beautiful. The old building, the triangular building, the first cast tech that was built, the one that was too small by the time it opened, was given to the High School of Commerce, which was a school for business education, as well as kind of a finishing school for girls to teach skills like typing, penmanship, shorthand, bookkeeping, etc., And this is where it ties back into my weekend because my parents' friends, the one that were feeding me bourbon, the D is her name. She actually went to this high school. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, So she was telling me how like uh, she went there and like how there was an archway between the two, which I was just about to get to. There was like a bridge known as the Victory, the Victory, the Victory Memorial Arch. Okay. Was constructed between the high school of commerce and cast tech because the building shared that cafeteria on the seventh floor. So those poor high school of commerce students had to go from their building, go up to the second floor, walk across the bridge and walk up five more floors just to eat their damn lunch. Wow. Well, they got their steps in. Yeah. So the arch was also built in a Gothic style. It was dedicated to the students lost in world war one. And had the um, following carved into it. Victory Memorial, Great World War, 1917 to 1919, carved into it. Okay. I think I said carved into it twice. but That's okay. It was really carved in there. Just really. Yeah. And so this was helpful for changing buildings during the cold months, which, again, was at least a once a day occurrence for the Commerce High students because they had to use the Castec cafeteria. Mm Mm-hmm. So one of the cool things about Cast Tech 2 is that it had constantly changing curricula. So in the early days, they had things like pattern making, drafting, etc. But as technology kind of grew and changed, they would change their offerings. Like they had nuclear physics when like nuclear stuff started becoming a thing. Wow. They had aeronautics for like flying. And then once we started going to the moon, they added an astronautics course. So they were kind of staying on the cutting edge. Yeah. Of like tech yeah i even wrote she's not like other schools because you're probably wondering this is like a city school it's a public school but how do students end up here and so like in most cases like most schools it's where you live you know Mm -hmm. you live here you go to the like you live in city you go to city high but yeah. for Cast Tech, it was based on achievement and determined by a citywide test. Okay. So because of this, some students would have to ride a bus for like 90 minutes to get to school because yes. it just pulled from all over. Yeah. Um, But it was worth it because it was like the bee's knees as far as it came to second education. Like they offered 23 technical curricula in 1962. They had 23 wow. different programs you could take at a high school. That's a lot. Yeah. Right? So the High School of Commerce, like we talked about, that was in the original Cast Tech building, 
was demolished in 1964 to make way for the Fisher Freeway. Okay. It sounds like there was a lot of effort to try and save the school from demolition. Augusta W. Oaks, or Ox, I don't know how, it's O-C-H-S. I'm going to say Ox. Okay. Was quoted in the free press saying, I did everything I could to preserve the school, even suggesting they run the freeway underneath us. The building is still solid, but down it comes. I didn't write down who that was, but I think she may have been the like the principal at the time. I don't know why I want to say president because schools usually don't have presidents, (laughs) at least not high schools. (laughs) Yeah. So now we're going to jump ahead to the 70s and the cast tech building was starting to kind of fall into disrepair. Mm -hmm. You know, it was like it had been around for like 50 years at this point. So there was also a conversation being had about having a school and program like that in a school district where thousands of students were starting to fall behind. So it was like kind of the crown jewel in the Detroit public school system. Mm-hmm. But kind of people were like, but what about all the other schools kind of thing? Mm-hmm. Which I think is still a conversation that is had today regarding education with like charter schools and whatnot. And well, I mean, other public education. I mean, there's a lot of big issues with um, education and yeah. Fund allocation, we'll say. Uh, yeah. I could talk a very long time on it, and I'm not going to yeah. start it right now, but... Yeah. We're not a school funding podcast. And that, yeah. Yeah. I have a lot not of in this, thoughts, but... Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I imagine all the thoughts you have. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it's all, all the information's out there on how... Yeah. Schools are funded. Yeah. And it's not appropriate. Not even kind of. There is also a fear that if the building became wrecked beyond repair, it would be the end of the school, both physically and conceptually. Like they kind of figured they kind of feared that. If the building kind of got to the point where it was unusable, it would be end of the cast tech program. Mm -hmm. So but it managed to hold on through into the 80s and even got an addition in 1985 fittingly it was designed by albert Kahn and associates the yeah. firm like the architectural mm-hmm. firm uh the addition added a new gymnasium with 750 spectator seats and a new lunchroom and a larger swimming pool unfortunately there was a snafu and the pool was built using the imperial measuring system instead of the metric system which made it about 12 feet too short to be deemed an Olympic-sized swimming pool. Oh, no. Which, what a goof. But, yeah, exactly. But I also, I was thinking, because I swam in high school, and I was thinking about it, and we used yards for our swim meets. Like, I kind of, it makes me wonder when that change came about. Oh, when for competition? Yeah, yeah, because, like, high school swimming, at least through, like, the um like high school program was yards like we always raced in yards Mm -hmm. Hmm. but when i was swimming for like usa swimming which is like the national like club team league Mm -hmm. it was most it was i think there was like a yard season and a meter season which was interesting oh yeah it just made it hard to figure out if you were doing okay or not because like cuts were different like state cuts national like it just it would really just help if they just standardize it across the board. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. For a lot of things. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. 
makes it very confusing. Like, right. I mean, there's some things where like Imperial, I kind of think makes more sense. But for the most part, metric usually makes more sense. Yeah, I know. I would I would love to switch to metric standard. Yeah. Even though we're on an Imperial standard. Yeah. So the addition, while it was nice, it did not solve the problem of the deteriorating main building. Mm -hmm. Uh, The balcony in the auditorium was deemed unsafe by the building department in 1992. That's no good. Right. I think that may have happened at this high school I went to. They were like, that that balcony needs some work on. (laughs) Um, Which does not make me feel great because we sometimes had class on the balcony. Because like the balconies at my high school, like, they had like those retractable walls. They could be kind of turned into lecture halls. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like they just fucking love those retractable walls in the 60s and 70s. Because mm-hmm. like my middle school is built in the 60s. My high school is built in the 70s. And they just loved those retractable walls. We still had my my school. My high school was rebuilt while I was attending it. Huh. Like the first two years I was in the old building and they were building the new building. And then they only mm-hmm. kept a very small portion of the old building. So my last two years were in this like new building. Looked like an airport. Yeah. And they still had those kind of walls for not every, not all the classrooms, but there are a lot of classrooms that could be one or two. I mean, I guess it does make sense because like sometimes you need like Mm -hmm. more space, less space. It was interesting because my middle school, there were like, it was kind of divided up into like chunks of four classrooms, two by two grid that were all connected by the walls. So you could open them and have just like four classrooms with the students together. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but it was always a big day. Like, ooh, the walls are gone. What's happening? Oh, What's yeah. going on? Oh, yeah. No, that makes sense. The old pool was basically just left after the new one was built. And as someone who worked at a pool for entirely too long, if you let it go for even like a couple days, that shit gets gross. So oh, I can yeah. only imagine if it just gets left. Mm-hmm. Just left. Also... In 2000, there was only one remaining working elevator in the school. Yeah. And like the laundry list goes on with things like leaky roofs, bad plumbing, spotty heating, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So the building was kind of rough. But also in 2000, plans were announced to build a new building for the school using a $1.5 billion bond program. Mm hmm. At the time, people weren't sure how to feel about them using the money to build a new building instead of repairing the old. I have a quote from the Free Press that said, Replacing such an icon would be a bold statement by the school district about its intentions of using bond money to start anew rather than to patch crumbling buildings. Cass would be emotionally difficult to demolish. Generations of Detroit's best and brightest youth have passed stiff entrance exams to earn the privilege of walking those halls. So kind of like this building's iconic and a lot of the people that came out of Detroit went to the school mm-hmm. and, and so, worked hard to, to get there, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But the new building plans move forward and the ground was broke in 2002. Uh, the new building, which is the one that stands today downtown mm-hmm. that has the CT on it mm-hmm. and glass, um, like a lot of glass. Yeah. yeah, it's like glass, like kind of like corally red brick. And just, yeah, it opened May 21st of 2005. Almost nothing from the old building was taking into the new, which mean when it was left, it was left. They kind of just like locked the door, said goodbye and just moved to the new building. Oh, wow. Yeah. As for the old building, alumni formed a committee to try and plan to redevelop it 
into a multi-purpose center for exhibition, retail, studios, like every redevelopment plan. Let's turn it into an everything. Mm -hmm. I feel like that happens a lot. But unfortunately, the building was not protected from vandals and scrappers. It was stripped of all its copper. Most of the windows were broken. And what was probably the final nail in the coffin was a fire broke out in the middle of the building in June of 2007. Oh. The exterior was... The exterior seemed fine, but the interior was busted. Mm. In 2009, the school was slated for demolition by the Detroit Public Schools as part of a $33 million plan funded by a bond program. Uh, The historic Cast Tech Preservation Society tried in vain to save the building, Mm -hmm. but said that, quote, We've received zero cooperation from DPS. DPS being Detroit Public Schools. They argued, why spend five to six millions on demolition when you could put that money into restoring and repurposing the building? Unfortunately, demolition happened anyway. It began in late 2010 on the Maid building, and the addition was torn down mid-2011. Wow. Uh, I have a quote from the school newspaper from 1972. Like the, I forget what the, I should have wrote on the name of like the Castex school newspaper, but... The quote is, But the city began to shift from a classical concept of education to a practical one designed to prepare students for the job market. At last, Detroit had become of age. That was kind of a fun quote. Yeah. I also have a laundry list of notable alumni that have came out of there. Uh, Of course, Diana Ross Mm. went there. Lily Tomlin, who we've talked about before. Mm -hmm. Love her. Uh, David Allen Greer, who I believe is also another actor. John DeLorean of DeLorean fame or infamy, I guess, how you want to look at it. Like the car? Yeah, DeLorean. Oh, I didn't know he's from here. Yeah, he actually, I think, worked at General Motors before he ventured out on his own. Huh, okay. Yeah. Carol Gist, who was a former, she was a Miss United or Miss USA, and she was the first African-American to win the crown. Oh, Kenya Moore, who is also a Miss USA. Uh, Regina Carter, who is a violinist. Donald Byrd, who is a jazz musician. And I feel like he was mentioned in the Bluebird Inn episode, but I can't be for sure. Because I know there was at least someone with a last name Byrd. I didn't go back to cross-reference to see if it's the same. Mm -hmm. Kwame Kilpatrick went there. Peter Carmanos from CompuWare of CompuWare Mm -hmm. Infamy. Big Sean. The... Hip-hop artist. Mm -hmm. Ellen Burstyn, which I did not know. She was from Detroit. I don't know who that is. She's an actress. Okay. The only thing off the top of my head I can think that she was in was Requiem for a Dream. She played the mom. Oh, no, I know who she is. Okay. Yeah. Della Reese. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure she's R&B. I'm not positive. And Jack White. So those are some alumni that have... We're Cast Tech students. Mm-hmm. Nice. And like I said, Cast Tech still, is, still exists to this day. It's in a decently new building downtown. Mm-hmm. I don't have too much about the current day because, I mean, it's a high school. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just some nice sources. Mm-hmm. Uh, HistoricDetroit.org, Ranker.com, and Wikipedia. Nice. Excellent. Actually, yeah. oh no, you're gone. You've oh, <laughs> oh. I think you need to turn the, your background light- off. You need to turn your background off, or you don't exist. 
Let me turn the lights on in my room. Okay. That would help too. Yeah. Probably. Yeah, I I will figure out my lighting situation. Now I'm kind of just a silhouette challenge. Yeah. Silhouette challenge. Leave well, a makeup um, mirror, right? I do. It's yeah, somewhere that. in my house. I gotta find it's it. It's not perfect, but it helps. Oh, totally. No, last year actually I I was riding my bike around a lot in the springtime. And I'm it must they must have done some sort of outdoor celebration for graduation last year because pandemic. Yeah. Uh, and I remember I, I drove by Cast Tech during their whatever they were doing for graduation. Well, that's fun. Yeah, it was. There was a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's always been a very uh, intriguing high school to me. Yeah. Like I said, it was kind of like a I was like digging through a bag of topics and picked that one. And I was it got just kept getting more interesting as I like I didn't know. I know, it's just like a, such an interesting concept for a high school. And I love that it started as let's teach students what they will be useful to them and what mm-hmm. they actually want to know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's a really good way to go. I, there's, there's something to be said too, for like, I mean, I don't think we should make students choose exactly what they want to do when they're that young. Cause I don't know that that's mm-hmm. always um, effective no. too, but I think the idea of exposing them to, various things and that like yeah there's multiple ways you can go with this and like it doesn't have to be college there's all these other things to do in this right space and you know if you are already interested in something let's go dive into it let's see let's see if this is what yeah. you want to do and if it is you're already good to go so exactly yeah yeah nice nice work thank you i think that that has earned you a two tooths and a lie. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Which I just realized I had a video up. Uh, here it is. So I know that I always am. Vi- oh, no. It's already going. It's already happening. I know that I am always very negative about the snow. Yes. And, you know, but I do in short spurts enjoy it. It can be quite pretty. One of my favorite things that I've seen this year is, have you seen the giant pandas playing in the snowstorm video that came out? I have. It is adorable. Yes. We're going to look at it for two seconds right now. We we can always choose to. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Because it's so cute. So here's one of the videos and stuff. Oh, look at him. Look at him slide. Look at him go. Belly up. Yeah. On his back. Just wee. Brave. Wee. Just a built-in sled somehow. Oh, they're so cute. They're so cute. They're so giant and so cute. Oh, yes. Roll around in that snow, sir. Or ma'am. I don't know. Oh. (laughs) They see him rolling. They hating, but you can't hate. Look at that. Uh, okay, so I'm gonna I'll go ahead and stop that. Um, so your two truths and a lie is about pandas. Ooh, let's celebrate the panda. Yes. Okay. Number one, unlike other bears, pandas have vertical slit eyes, much like a cat. Okay. Two, female pandas only ovulate once a year and are only fertile two to three days a year. Okay. Three, pandas have the largest ears of all the bear species. 
I'm gonna go with number three is the lie. You are correct. That's the Asiatic black bear. Um, which they have the most adorable ears. If you Aww. get the chance to look them up, they're very cute. Everything else, though, obviously was correct then, but I do have a few other facts to share. Please share. So uh, giant pandas actually spend 10 to 16 hours a day feeding mostly on bamboo, but mm-hmm. not just one kind. They have to eat two or more kinds of bamboo. That is bonkers to me that they mm-hmm. just chose a food source that one, they have to eat that much of mm-hmm. to sustain nutrients. Yes, but they're actually carnivorous, too. <gasps> what do um, they eat? Oh, my God. They actually eat eggs, small animals, carry on, which I'm not sure exactly what that is, but the things like pumpkins, kidney beans, wheat and then pig food from farms if they find that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, but yeah if you look at like their actual uh, you know teeth structure they have carnivorous teeth and are made to consume a little like a little 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 tiny bit once in a while Uh mostly eggs and small animals yeah i'm like oh i had no idea yeah male pandas when they have to pee they are also sometimes marking their scent and the way that they do this is they climb on a tree backwards. So like upside down backwards and or like upside down or rather. And they do a handstand yeah. and then they have at it. That's how they do that. OK, it's very funny <laughs> if you want to look it up. Uh, them and sloths. Very funny. To yeah. watch. They also defecate around 40 times a day. That is not male specific. That is all pandas resulting in about 60 pounds of waste or so. That I mean, I guess if you're eating that much, you gotta poop a, like it's gotta go somewhere. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Uh, they're also very good swimmers. Just a little fun fact. Love that. And they're they've been on the brink of extinction, as you know, we all know, uh, for a very yeah. long time. But I didn't know in 2020 there was only about a thousand left in the world. Oh, yeah. But they've been trying to um, breed them. That's why they. A zoos do often have them is because they are trying to actually breed yeah. them to to produce more and i had a number i can't find it oh i don't know i think they're trying to like double that in the next or uh sorry make that five thousand in the next like four or five years or something if possible uh but that's That'd also nice. why why it's so exciting when a zoo is like our panda had a baby a yeah because yes. it is it's always like a big to do like celebration yeah and also female pandas really do only ovulate once a year like i said so yeah that's not a large window and pandas also have a special lining in their throat to protect from splinters from the bamboo that makes sense and another reason it's really special to for them to mate is it takes two to three days for them to mate the female oh chases God. them and then the female chases the male from the territory to raise the cub alone. She said, get out of here. Don't want none of that. I got what I need. Get the hell out. Yeah. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. Although their gestational period, uh, it varies from 97 to 163 days. And this has something to do with when like the actual fetus starts to form. Like there's there kind of a window of time, like when it can start to form. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Uh, yeah, and they're actually a species of polar bear, which I had no idea. I mean, it makes I didn't sense. know that, but I, I know that they're like, I heard, I've heard that they're like 
more closely related to raccoons than like a brown bear. But I'm don't quote me on that. I am not a bear expert. I well, love bears though. Red pandas are. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I don't know. Maybe giant pandas are too. I'm not an expert. These are literally the facts I know as of right now. Um, which is all thank you to the World Wildlife Fund website and Fun. One other website I've apparently forgotten to write down. Uh World Wildlife Fund though. Love them. And yeah. Yeah. So I don't I don't know specifically. They might be more closely r- related to raccoon. I can kind of say, it. but I know red pandas definitely are. Because red pandas are not a bear. They're so cute and they s- are. such little shits sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. They really are. Yeah. <laughs> but uh that's I love bears. Yeah. But I know about panda bears now. Yeah. <laughs> You did very well. Congratulations. Winning on the first try. Thank you. I think it's been a minute since I've gotten it on the first try. <laughs> I had a feeling you might this week, but I tried. I really did try. Yeah. No, It. I definitely had to think about it for a minute. Mm-hmm. I think, though, that might. Ooh, I dropped something. I think. Oh, no. Despite me dropping something. We might. That's a wrap. Be wrapped. Yeah. What are we wrapped like? Um, a burrito in the cafeteria. Yes. That you had to walk seven flights up for. Mm-hmm. So you earned it. Yeah. You, you earned, earned this. that burrito. <laughs> yes. Um, but if you want even more, if you want a side of social media helpings, you can follow us on Detroit Str- or Detroit Strange on Facebook at Detroit Strange on Instagram and Twitter. Detroit Strange at gmail.com for our email address. And I, yeah, that's all. That's all the social meds. <laughs> I was like, do we have another one? I don't know about. I'm so intrigued. Our parlor. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, um, parlor's down. Good. They're like done. They're done. So Amazon blocked them from their servers. Good. Good. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, and if you want to support the show, there's several ways you can do it. You can, uh, of course, subscribe, rate, review. You could visit yes. the Threadless shop and get some merch. Or you could go to Patreon, Detroit Strange, find us there. Uh, we've got different levels. If yeah. there's a level that you'd like to exist that doesn't, let us know. We'll make it. Yeah. And yeah. also, we do have... Uh, we're, we've never done a contest, so we're trying this out to see how it goes. But yeah. we're doing a contest this month for anybody who leaves a review hopefully it's good because you've listened this far uh, and yeah. <laughs> anybody who leaves a review we're going to put into a contest and you will win some free merch from us yeah and by free merch it would be something like either a t-shirt <laughs> alex is sporting one right now it looks so I good oh. was um, not planned but, uh. or it could be a tote bag or you know we'll work with you because we want you to get something that you want so right we're, we're not about to give you like a triple xl shirt that was just left over. We're gonna, unless you want a triple XL shirt. Yeah. No, I we'll mean, like, again, you. we will we work want with you, you to want what you're we'll going to you, give you. Yeah. Well, basically, we'll give you some choices and be like, what do you like best? We want to give that exactly. to you. Yeah. So, yeah. So give us a, a review. I know Apple Podcasts does. If another app has it, please do it on there. We do have a yeah. we get all the reviews via one source. So we will have access to it no matter where you leave. Yes. It. So think 
Until next time. Until next time. Stay strange. This has been a production of Planet Amp Podcast, powered by Pinecast. Our theme song was created by Detroit duo Sex and Violence.